You're listening to Path to Empowerment, a podcast to help you connect your intuition, gain confidence, and light your path in life. Join me, your host and empowerment coach, Sydney, as we journey together through this wild ride called life. Tune in for discussions on healing, growth, authenticity, and so much more. It's time to be empowered. It's time to light your path. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Path to Empowerment. I am so, so excited to be welcoming back my favorite guest of all time, Amber Price. Amber is a clarity coach, spiritual educator and mentor, psychic medium, and holistic preneur. Inspired by her own journey to gain clarity on life's most important experiences, her passion and purpose is to help you connect to your consciousness and authenticity to live your best life. As one of Canada's top psychic mediums, she was also driven to create the Spiritual Excellence Halo Awards as a way to honor and acknowledge the spiritual success of individuals and groups that continue to make an impact in the spiritual community and raise awareness within this industry. Continuing her purpose as a spiritual educator, she joined forces with spirit specialist Jay Lane and the soul expert Liz Throp to create the Psychic Associates, an educational platform to empower and educate holistic healers and lightworkers as they strive to enhance their spiritual gifts or start and grow their holistic business. Amber is also the founder of Clarity Academy an exclusive online platform and community for women to support and elevate each other as they develop their intuition to achieve a higher state of consciousness for a spiritually guided and mindful lifestyle. This unique community and space to develop a deeper connection to the body, mind, and soul for ultimate overall wellness and intention and alignment to live their best and most authentic lives is a journey you need to be a part of. Welcome, Amber. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me today. I really appreciate being here and connecting with you again. Yeah, it's just always so much fun to meet up with you. I just feel like you're this little ray of sunshine and <laughs> just brightens oh. my day. I always love being with your energy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Same, same. I love your energy too. And it's always fun to see what conversations that we can get ourselves into. <laughs> right? I know. So, yeah, with that, uh, the Clarity Coach, I know we talked at length the last time we had you on about your role as a Clarity Coach, but some themes that I've noticed coming up, uh, not only in my own life, but with a number of my clients as well, is this idea of self-love and prioritizing yourself as a way to gain clarity and become empowered. So mm-hmm. as a Clarity Coach, uh, when you're working with your clients on their journey to achieve clarity, how does this role of self-love play a part in? Oh boy, that is such a great question because it is pivotal. Like it is so essential that we explore the topic of self-love. So as a clarity coach, my goal is to help people identify who they are and to understand their worthiness of it and to embody what their light is so that they can go out into the world unapologetically and with clarity, 
find the path of least resistance, which to me is more of like the path of alignment and, and abundance, right? Because we want to be able to get to that spot where we think that we are worthy and capable and willing and, you know, just present and being mindful to be allowed to experience a moment. And you can't do any of those things if you're out of integrity with self-love. So when we're going, when I go through, cause I have two different coaching programs, really, I have a clarity coaching program and I have an intuition development coaching program. Now, ultimately, because I'm a spiritual educator, we always go where your soul needs to go. What is the, for the highest good of you for that day? But it doesn't matter which program you're in. If you're not understanding that you use self-love as a piece of that foundation to build everything else off of that, then we can still live in in confusion, really. The clarity isn't there because we're in confusion or we feel um, resistance. And so that's part of it is understanding we all have resistance. We all go against the flow. We all are trying to walk uphill or go against the current or whatever. We're all trying to do that at one point in our life or another. <laughs> and it doesn't feel good, does it? Like it really doesn't. It's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> right. So when we um, are able to really, really understand ourselves at a deeper level, we know how to love ourselves. Because what I find with my clients is, we intelligently intellectually understand that we should love ourselves and that we should love each other we are conditioned to understand that our self-love is secondary to the love of others right so we a lot of people i'm not going to say everybody but a lot of people have been conditioned that you are selfish if you love yourself or if you're doing anything that promotes yourself you could be pompous or egotistical or narcissistic or whatever um but the reality of it is is if you don't know how to love yourself then you're not showing up authentically in other relationships or in your career or to attract abundance uh in any direction you're not showing up authentically to uh, nurture your health and wellness your your mental health your emotional health your physical health so so there is no selfishness in this. The, the, the reality is we need to understand how to love ourselves so that we can show up authentically to love other people. And when we love ourselves, we start to live in a vibrational frequency that other people are attracted to genuinely. And that is important because the vibrational frequency that comes from the energy of love, which is one of the highest vibration frequencies, like a gratitude and and love and you know obviously those are really good high vibration frequencies that we can be in and they are all fluid it's not like you're going to live in that at the way we understand it to be i believe that we can it's i believe that we can all live in a higher vibrational frequency because we are um, exercising self-love and when we're faced with challenges or we have resistance show up, our ability to bounce back or endure or overcome or hold space for those things is more robust. Like we are able to do it um, for a longer period of time 
because it actually shortens. So the more we're in that vibrational frequency, the less we actually have to hold it for a long period of time because we know how to bounce back from it. And we also know that it is not about us. It is, we are worthy, we are loved, we have compassion and respect and forgiveness for ourselves. So the things we would hold on to naturally before in the state of resistance and lower vibrational frequency, also prevents us from receiving intuitive messages for ourselves. So we actually create, if you're not in the energetic vibrational frequency of self-love and you're not doing acts of self-love, such as self-care, then you are closing or contracting your energy and that energy does not calibrate to that of your higher self. So you are disconnecting and cutting off connection to your higher self or to the universe or to your spirit guides. So in the long answer, Sydney, <laughs> I love it. You can tell I'm passionate about this because it is, it, it, it really does affect and influence so many different things, but that is the, I'm going to say the longer answer, but I do have a longer one for a different day. <laughs> well, I'll just have to have you back then, but no, that's fabulous. And I really love just how well you explained that because I think sometimes to your point, you know, our, our rational intelligent brains look at that theme of self-love and it's really easy to brush it off, assuming that we have the understanding that, oh yeah, self-love, you know, it's important. I got that. I tell myself I'm great. And then, you know, we move on to other things and we forget that, you know, it's, it really is a, a state of being, right? This vibration that we're trying to bring ourselves up into, we want to up level into this high vibration state. And just by saying, oh yeah, I understand what self-love is. Oh yeah. You know, I, I took a bubble bath three weeks ago. That's, that's my version <laughs> of self-love, right? We think that that's just kind of like the magic switch that automatically makes us in that high vibration state, but it's, it's not, it's a state of being that we want to aspire to be in every single day. And it's really, really challenging. Um, one of the reasons that I know my clients uh, have mentioned it being challenging, and you did touch on this a little bit, is that we are conditioned in a sense that if we do put ourselves first, if we dare to even say that, you know, I do have self-love, I do think I'm wonderful, those sorts of statements can seem a little narcissistic to certain people. So do you want to talk about for those of your clients who are a little bit hesitant to step into this space of self-love and prioritizing themselves, how you kind of coach them through those uh, limiting beliefs that mm -hmm. self-love is an act of narcissism? This is a fantastic question because I think you know, for instance, I had a conversation with my husband about this years ago and, you know, it's always, he uses the term egotistical, right? So like he is afraid to own something um, for fear of it looking egotistically based. Um, but there are people that would be like, yes, is it narcissistic of me to say I'm fabulous and I'm owning it? Or is it something where I feel like I'm putting myself out there and being vulnerable about it and now I'm opening up to the dragons? Like, you know, is it gonna, you know, my throat is exposed and people are gonna come and get me because I feel like I've seen something in myself that makes me wanna shine. So there are so many different conditions that will present in different people's experience growing up or even as it develops in our adulthood. Narcissistic versus self-love. I've got the easiest answer. Self-love means that I love myself so much 
that I have a deeper compassion for myself. And because of that, I have one for others. If I am in the energetic vibration of self-love, that means that I can see different perspectives and different opportunities for myself and for others. And if I can be forgiving of myself, I do not hold people responsible outside of myself. If I love myself, then I'm willing to learn. And when I make mistakes, I am learning these things in order to grow and I find joy in it and I find gratitude in it. I also know that when people make mistakes outside of myself, that they are also growing and they are also learning and they also deserve the peace and the joy and the gratitude that they deserve while they're learning because we're all growing together. We all grow at different times, but when self-love is activated, we also are able to look at somebody else and see ourselves in reflection. Meaning, what have you activated, if anything, what have you activated within me that allows me to love myself enough to say, ah, that made me feel a little twitchy. So I'm gonna ask myself, what just happened? What did you just show me about myself? So that I can have a deeper awareness of self. On the opposite spectrum of this, if you are in narcissistic energy, if you are in egotistical energy, if you are in the energy of pure um, ugh, deep ego, where you're like e egotistical, like as my husband would say, egotistical, then you are going to take everything for yourself and it's only for yourself. And there's nothing that you have learned that's going to help anyone else on the planet because they're hopeless. Everything is their fault. They are not learning. They should know better. I am right. I deserve all of the compassion, love, and respect. I have done my work. You people have done nothing. And I deserve everything. You have made my life horrible. You are making my life a mess. And I do not like to be in your presence because your energy is stifling. You are holding me down. You are making <laughs> it difficult. You can see the difference. In that narcissistic energy, if I am even tr like I can't even put self love and narcissistic in the same group because it's not it's 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 not even coming out of my mouth. So right. let's say if somebody is is building themselves up and they believe it's self love, and it's really coming from a darker space, a lower vibrational frequency. There is going to be so much inner focus that there is lacking empathy for anyone else because when you're in the energy of love for yourself you already calibrate to the energy of love for others so your whole vibration on one hand is to love yourself enough to contribute to the ultimate rising of vibration across the consciousness when you are in the energetic frequency of narcissism or egotistical base or whatever it could be anything any reason why somebody is in that space then you are only looking out for yourself and how you can step on people to get forward and how you can use them as an excuse on why you're not getting forward and you do not have that deeper awareness of the consciousness or the collective so it is not coming from a space where i'm opening up and understanding to a deeper level so that i can grow and then hence they can grow it's i'm going to hold everything to myself and i'm going to try to do this myself and i'm going to be amazing at it and everyone else sucks <laughs> 
hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's like such a fantastic answer. And I was like struggling to write things down as you were talking. I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Cause you brought up such amazing points because I do find that, you know, when you take the time to really sit and reflect on what narcissism or like, you know, egotistical um, traits look like, and then you take the time to, to take a look at really what is self-love and what does that look like? They are two totally different things. So I'm not surprised that you struggle trying to put those yes. two <laughs> words in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, but as someone who's very visual, as you were giving that explanation, I loved it because I could so clearly see as you were talking about narcissism, almost kind of like you are sprinting down a road because you're like, I've got this. I'm great. I'm fantastic. And then the second self-love kind of circles around like, okay, like part of self-love is like, we also got to work on ourselves. It's like you hit a brick wall because that it's that narcissistic trait that makes you think, well, it, the problem can't be me. It's not me. It's got to be the other people. It's got to be the world. It's, it's not my problem. It's other people holding me back. Whereas with self-love, it's this beautiful, um, almost kind of like a life cycle where, yeah, you know, you start off on this journey of discovering all these beautiful things about you that are so deserving of love because every part of you is. And yeah, you eventually reach this point where you can see other people in your journey as a mirror, right? And they'll sometimes present some messy things as you're looking kind of back inward, but it's that self-love piece that we started off with that allows us to hold a little bit of gratitude and compassion as we work through and try to go ourselves. So um, I think that kind of started my, my next question here, but we're talking about some other challenges. You know, once you're working with your clients and they start to journey into this self-love and they're like, wow, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm getting there, baby steps, I'm getting there. And then they are presented with this mirror opportunity where it's kind of like their first bump in the road, like, I didn't think that this was part of self-love. This is showing me some mm -hmm. kind of messy things. What does that look like then? How do you coach them to resort back into their self-love training? I, I almost kind of want to call it yeah. as a way to really kind of overcome. I'm even tempted to say almost all of life's challenges because in my mind, it really is that compassionate self-love space that gets us through. So yeah, when people are coming to you with challenges on this journey, uh, how do you try to guide them? What do you bring them back to? resistance because when i'm hearing your question i'm hearing your question 750,000 times through the work with my clients over over the course of my career so it ultimately just boils down to resistance as an example let me take you through this so if i had a client who said to me I'm doing amazing. I am journaling every morning. I'm talking about things I'm grateful for. I get to meditate some days. Other days I get to go for a walk. I've really carved out minutes. Sometimes it's minutes, minutes of my day to do something that I enjoy. I really feel like I have done it. I feel I am in self love and I'm like, amazing amazing but i'm like but what because you can tell like there's something right yeah and it's usually followed with but so how do you deal when your in-laws come over and all of a sudden every single <laughs> i'm picking on the in-laws but uh and just for the record my in-laws are freaking amazing so i'm very grateful for that 
Um, but um, so it, whoever, teacher, friend, whatever, it comes over and says, all the things that I've been working on is all of a sudden all the things they want to talk about. And now I feel this big, like, you know, a centimeter big because I can't find any self-love in there anymore because everything that they have just said to me has squashed all the bull baths I've been taking. <laughs> yeah. Because, I loved when you said bubble baths because it's like, yeah, it's not just that, but yeah. Right? Um, so when you get to that moment and you see that person and that person is really frustrated and really feeling um, almost despair in some instances because they feel like I have climbed so far through this and I feel like I've just been knocked right off the ladder. And it happens to every single person. It happens to, it happened to me, it happens. The only thing I can say is why are we in this space where we feel like their opinion is allowed to change your vibrational frequency? Because when we when we believe something they're saying or when we want to justify why what they're saying is not correct, we are starting to calibrate to their energetic frequency, which is usually lower than where you started out because and I'm not saying that they're worse or you're better. But what happens is when somebody's in a state of judgment or sarcasm or um, trying to make people feel bad, that's a lower vibrational frequency. So if you're going to try to fight that, or you're going to try to justify that, or you're going to say, wow, you're right, you see me for who I am, and I believe this, and now I'm feeling sad about this, you're calibrating downwards to that energetic frequency because of resistance, because the idea is that they have now created this space, this Okay, you've got to visualize this. So imagine you are sitting there and you've got this bubble around you and it's filled with self-love and you're feeling great and you just made the best dinner ever and you invited people over and your house is clean and you're having a great night. And then all of a sudden, someone takes a pin and and puts it in your little bubble and you're deflating, right? So now that bubble was providing space between you and that other person. And now that it's deflating, the space is now shrinking. So when that space shrinks, it creates resistance because there's no buffer, there's no bubble, there's no like bounce and buoyance to it. There's no way to say something you're saying to me can bounce off and go off into the ether for all I care. It's it's saying, oh, you bought my bubble and now everything you're throwing at me is sticking. It's sticking on me, whether I want it or not. So the thing about it is that with resistance comes the idea that we need to um they like the thing that they're saying to you needs to be justified or we need to create a fix for it but what's happening is when you activate self-love the fail safe out of all this in order to keep your vibrational frequency where you want to have it at all times no matter what happens to you or around you or for you is the idea that when you love yourself, you have compassion for yourself. So if they say something like, wow, this lasagna was great. The last one you made was quite crispy. And you feel very upset that that last one was kind of crispy. You're going to probably feel like, ooh, I'm going down into the lower vibration. And now you're not allowed any lasagna. So give me my lasagna back. (laughs) So when they get to that spot, it's instead of joking it off and saying, you know what? It was kind of crispy. You know, and I kind of enjoyed this 
person a little bit better and now I've learned, you know? So we have to have a sense of humor for ourselves because that is truly compassion. We have to have a space where we're able to make mistakes and show up and that we're not perfect because it's about participation, not perfection. So if you're taking yourself so seriously, you're not in the energetic vibration of love because love says, you know, be patient with yourself and, you know, allow yourself to show up and don't take yourself so seriously. So when you shift your um, energy into self-love, you are already there. So it doesn't matter what someone else is doing or saying because your responses are not allowing the energetic vibration to calibrate to them because there's no longer a need for resistance, which is to justify what they're saying or to fight or resist what they're saying. The resistance is no longer there because the resistance only occurred because of you in the first place. And now I'm hearing people yell at me saying, so if someone does something stupid to me (laughs) to hurt my feelings and to harm me, this is my fault. No, everybody is, is in charge of what they are doing and taking responsibility for what they're doing. You or me or us or we are only responsible for how we're processing that how we're deciding to hold it and give it space and energy. Um, If I was to say to you, if you went shopping for oranges and there's a nice, beautiful pile of orange oranges in the grocery store, you have a choice of which one you're going to pick and you selectively choose which orange you are going to choose to bring home with you so that you can enjoy it for nutrition. Imagine that the the little comments or the hurtful things or the people that you don't really like to spend a lot of time with but have to or or the, you know maybe some family members I don't know but but it could be or coworkers that's a great example because sometimes you don't get to choose and you and you are in a space where there's people you have to kind of get along with but you don't necessarily need to bring home. So imagine each of those people as a big pile of oranges. You don't need to choose all of them. You don't need to like all of them. You don't need to eat all of them. What you need to do is be selective over which ones you're allowing to come into to give you value. And the rest are not for you. So if we can be as selective with what energetic vibrational frequencies we're willing to absorb and tolerate and allow, just as we are with the type of food that we're eating or the clothes we wear or the type of cell phone we're willing to drop thousands of dollars for, we can start to be in power, in personal power, in alignment with our self-love because anything that happens is no longer going to cause us resistance in those moments. Yes. I love that. No. And that's perfect because, you know, and I struggle with um, trying to explain this to my clients when they're having a similar kind of situation. And uh, I've said this before in my podcast, and I can even hear like my teenage self, like rolling their eyes so hard at this because um, something that I would. (laughs) Oh, I heard it too. (laughs) Right. Something that I always hated hearing was uh, kind of a little bit similar to what you said of like, oh, so it's, you know, it's my fault for like letting their stuff get to me and deflating, you know, it's my own fault. And I hate to say it, but I was like, for my own, you know, teenage self, I kind of would be like, well, actually, yeah. Like, like you have, I I talk about this so much, like there's so little in this life that we have control over, but you do have control over like your own peace of mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, we can't control who's going to freak out at us at work. Who's uh, you know, what your in-laws are going to say for your example, right? We, we can't control any of that, 
but we can use, and I've started to think about it this way, that um, fear or anxiety, or as you refer to as like that sense of like deflation, right? Mm -hmm. I now use that as almost like an alarm system going off in me saying, okay, so on the surface level, I can see what this trigger is that's trying to bring me down. But then that's where self-love comes in. And this is where I feel, you know, you're really able to step into your own personal power because you don't let that weigh you down. You have all the tools and the resources you've learned to kind of be grounded and stable and rebuild your bubble and then take whatever that trigger was and just kind of shift it a little bit and say, okay, so this was wanting to show me something. What does it want to show me? And it kind of gives you a really good way. I can just see that beautiful picture of like the light in the dark, like the light in the shadow, right? So Mm. people I think don't often realize that as they're going into this journey of self-love, the other side of it is the shadow work, right? And so by being able to kind of understand that balance, it's so, so beautiful. So um, for the people who have been listening to this and they're like, wow, Amber's got it all figured out. She's fantastic. Because <laughs> oh you are fantastic. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Um, what are some ways that people can start this journey themselves? Uh, I know you have the self-love challenge that you had offered in February, but it's still going on. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of your courses help as well. So do you want to take a minute to explain to people some baby steps that they can take starting today to kickstart mm-hmm. their self-love journey? Absolutely. I would love to, but I would first like to elaborate on what you said about the shadow and the light because of course, um, self-love really is is in all you know all jokes aside self-love is not something that you think it is likely so it's not about the bubble baths it's not about going for a walk it's not about how much time you get to meditate um it's a and like you said it is a journey to self-discovery to self-acceptance and self-compassion and so when you're doing those things it's not something that you can do overnight it's not something that you can even lie to yourself about like you can't even try to trick yourself into believing that you're in an energy of self-love when you're truly not so it's more that i would take you through understanding truly what your unique journey is to self-love because everybody's is different um the self-care stuff like the baths and the walks those are acts of self-love those are those are things you can do to like as an act towards promoting and maintaining the vibrational frequency of self-love. The self-love itself is essentially acceptance of yourself and being able to shine in in the darkness. And also the main one is holding space for the light and the dark. Um, I I call it the duality of ourselves, right? So I have a, a masterclass called The Phantom. And the phantom is everything that we <laughs> do to our, the people pleasing, the uh, lone wolf syndrome, the, you know, the imposter syndrome, like all the things that we are working on as a human, that is the polar opposite of self being in the energy of self-love, right? So, so I have the phantom masterclass. Now, I also have Clarity Academy. So Clarity Academy is, it started out being um, an online course that you take um, a lesson each week for a year. And it also is a membership community. So um, there's a community of like-minded people that also can support and connect to. um, And we have live um, trainings every so often. There's also other classes 
um, online courses that you can take. I have just reconfigured my empath course. So that is happening. That does focus a lot on self-love as well. Um, but in a backdoor kind of way. So I take all my principles and foundational stuff around what I believe to be clarity for somebody and clarity has the different um, factors involved, right? So if I talk about the pillars of clarity, um, they may not be obvious to you when you're when you're working with me, especially during a coaching program. Um, I have an intuition development coaching program where I help somebody go through the journey of understanding what their intuition is. And through that, there is an immense amount of self-love work that has to go on in there. Um, and it's not for somebody who believes that they can just show up and then be able to be psychic and go home. It's for somebody who's wanting to really dive deep into what it means to be a soul in a human experience and how to tap into their intuition and what it shows you in the duality of yourself to be able to show up authentically. So there's more work than it seems to be in that, but in the best possible way. And it's only for people who are ready to make a difference in their life. They're ready to take a step. They're ready to shift. Um, I'm actually starting out an application process for this because I want to be very selective in who I'm working with in my coaching programs. And so, um, what had happened was it was organic. I would start to meet with somebody and then it would turn into one session turned into a coaching program. And then maybe the people continued on to other programs, but now I'm very well aware of who is willing to do the work and how they're willing to do it. And if they're willing to show up for it. So there's an application process that's going to happen now, if you want to work with me one-on-one. The other one is the Clarity Academy. So Clarity, uh, sorry, Clarity Coaching. I already talked about Clarity Academy. Uh, Clarity Coaching, where it talks more about if you're not really interested in learning about intuition development per se, it's about the stuff of how you show up in self-love and be able to live in full expression of yourself authentically so you can align to whatever it is you're trying to do, your purpose or to have abundance or to whatever. Um, so this, and then you mentioned the self-love challenge. Yes, the self-love challenge is online. You can go at your own pace. It's five days with a bonus day. So maybe six days in total. <laughs> and you can, it's a rolling enrollment. So you can just go onto my website at clarityacademy.ca and you can sign up for the, for any of the things that I was just talking about on there. That's fantastic. And, you know, I have to say as someone who was part of Clarity Academy, <laughs> I can say firsthand that, yeah, you know, it's so, so beneficial, but I just really want to highlight that not even just with you, but working with any coach, A, trust your gut. If you're being called to this, if there's just something in you being pulled saying, yeah, no, I, I need to explore this further, go with it, but go with the intention that you need to put in the work. Uh, I just really want to highlight that because there are so many cases where I've talked to other coaches and mentors and there's a lot of people out there looking for a quick fix. And I used to be that person, hands down. <laughs> I think we all kind of start there, but you know, there's a lot to gain from your course. And I found when I was in Clarity Academy, listening to even the educational courses or when you would have uh, certain speakers come on and do the live videos that you would post later, I really liked that because this platform gave me the opportunity to, yeah, sit and listen for the first time around. But sometimes what would happen is I'd have something going on in my personal life and I'd get this little hit of like, mm, I should probably go back and like check some of her, you know, coursework and, and her episodes because I found truly that, yeah, you know what, once I went back and I had a little bit more to give, I could see that there's a little bit more work to do. 
it was like watching it two or three times over. I'd get something new out of it every time. So just a, my own little yeah. tidbit as somebody who's taken your course, you offer so, so much. So it is absolutely worth checking out Clarity Academy and all of your other programs. Uh, and yes, for people who are looking to find you, you have a number of different places. We have Instagram and Facebook, your Amber Price Clarity Coach. Uh, there's your new website, which looks fabulous, by the way. I love it. It can be found Thank at uh, Clarity Academy me.ca. We also have uh, the Psychic Associates, who I've had Liz and Jay on before, uh, other amazing, wonderful people. Uh, that is at thepsychicassociates.com. And I know we're a little bit early. We're recording this in the end of March, beginning of April. But you have the halos that happen every October. And I looked at your uh, your new webpage there. So it's clarityacademy.ca forward slash the dash halos dash coming dash soon. And you've got a wonderful little countdown there. And I'm so excited <laughs> because last year's was phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see what you have planned for this year's. Ooh, I'm so excited too, because I'm going to do something drastically different than what I've been doing in the past. So I'm excited for it. I am not somebody who likes the same thing over and over again. So to me, it's important to continue to do something different each year. So that changes it up a little bit and gives us something to look forward to. So Yes, this year is going to be, um, the date is October 14th, 2023, and I'm, it'll be in the Niagara region. I'm, and I'll, you know, give the information later too. It'll be on my website, but I am excited as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for coming on again. I could just talk to you for hours. I think we need our own uh, TV show or podcast or something because yes. chatting with you, it's just always so inspirational. And again, you just, you give off this wonderful energy that I know my listeners really appreciate. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Path to Empowerment with your host, Sydney Morrison, the Empowerment Coach. You can find Sydney on her website, lightyourpath.ca, as well as on Instagram and Facebook at Go Light Your Path. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please share it with those who you think would also enjoy it and be sure to rate it. We'll see you next time.